0: Hey y'all, this is Liberated Love Notes Podcast on Living Corporate Network. You already know I am your host, Brittany Janae, creator of Liberated Love Notes, critical self reflections and affirmations for the culture. Liberated Love Notes Podcast is your source for weekly doses of self reflection, affirmation, and reimagining for us by us so y'all i'm not gonna be able to uh even get into this episode until i allow this very special person who is standing in front of me (laughs) waiting for an opportunity to share his voice uh i'm not gonna be able to get this recording without giving him some space And so, I'm going very briefly, very briefly, turn over the mic to something like a co-host, something like a a co-host, and allow him to introduce himself. My name is Braxton, and I am six, and I'm a professional football player. And I am a basketball player, and I used to play soccer, but not anymore because I' too old. I but I am in kindergarten, and let me tell you what I live. I live in I'm Maryland. All right, baby, you did good. You did good. You did good. We are gonna get into this, and we appreciate you, Braxton. We, we appreciate you. This is real life, y'all. I just want to get through this <laughs> recording. That was uh, my heart in human form. Braxton. 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 Braxton Henson. That's that that y'all just experienced the real Braxton's actually um, five and in pre-kindergarten. But you know what they say about uh, speaking things, not just as they are, but as they shall be. And so, (laughs) my liberated little one. Y'all, it is is Holy Week. Um, Holy Week, Holy Weekend. For those who have a uh, spiritual connection to the Christian faith, uh, or the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. It's a it's a holy month for those who observe Ramadan. A season that feels holy, that feels divine. A season of reflection, certainly stillness. I used that language last episode. A season of sacrifice. A season of community for many. Mm. All of which feels significant to what you heard me describe as a season of transition for me. Friday, Friday, Good Friday, Good Friday, y'all, was my last day at an institution and in a role that I've held for six years. Good Friday, Divine Good Friday represents for many, certainly death and mourning, but also fulfillment of a promise, a shift, a portal, something like a portal into a new day, a new way. If you grew up in a black church, y'all, perhaps you remember or can recall or still do The uh, services around the the seven sayings or what some refer to as the last seven words. Those words uttered and affirmed by Jesus as he experienced what was this long-awaited prophecy. This shift, this transition, and all that came with it y'all was reflecting on this heavy i even went to right uh a good friday service um fiance <laughs> actually participated in is a ministry and so participated in a service at at the uh the church we attend divine i was reflecting on those sayings um and just given the divinity of the timing of my transition, certainly of this episode, I thought I might just offer some reflections I've been having, some affirmations, maybe even end with a prayer, a petition, just based on, just based on my 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 transition. The saying, the saying that was top of mind for me or the the word that was top of mind for me was actually the first one. The very first saying, Uh, we're black Jesus. (laughs) We're black Jesus petition's father. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Y'all a few months ago, I was on a, a video show a video show, a vodcast, uh, with Dr. Nika White. Um, Intentional Conversations is what the series is called. Was on a video show, on the vodcast, and a Black woman towards the end asked us a question. She asked, how do you cope? How do you cope in spaces where you experience harm? She was talking about a different kind of special kind of harm. She said, and I ain't talking about harm by white folks, but like harm by our own. We agreed and most folks agreed in, in, in chat that, that that just hit different. That just hit different. When sis asked that question, y'all, I could feel the genuine inquiry. I could feel... The loving curiosity it wasn't even coming from a place of condemnation. I could also feel the pain and, and confusion i I empathized, I could relate. there is often so much focus on what white folks need to be doing in order for us to feel. Included, and I'm doing like the little quotation fingers included and affirmed in spaces, which I get. There's a lot of work around, you know, what white folks need to be doing so we can feel included and seen as human in their eyes. And what happens when the white face ain't in the room? I saw a tweet a while back that got at this very dynamic, right? Um, in a season of transition, I, I've been like reflecting on that question. And for anyone in a season of transition or for anyone who has, like sis described, um, experienced harm in community, in community, how do you move on from spaces and places and people where You know, maybe there was harm, but you don't necessarily get to experience closure. Uh, Maybe there was no collective agreement on who was right or who was wrong. Uh, Maybe there was not capacity or capability to work towards reparation or restoration I've been reflecting on how sometimes closure ain't even the goal. I would actually say pieces, and those just feel real different to me. When I think about closure, I think about or think it suggests resolution or resolve or agreement or even agreement on disagreement. Sometimes closure might suggest feeling seen and heard when sometimes that just ain't possible peace though I feel like peace hit a little different I remember when talk about transition y'all uh when I was carrying my son and while I was carrying him his father and I decided that eh this relationship uh it it is not given what it's supposed to give nor is it fertile ground for what we want to create the environment we want to create uh, for our son and so we decided we would co-parent um we would no longer pursue an intimate relationship even though that was the right thing um it hit and it hurt especially like just given the like emotions The transition of coming into motherhood, carrying a, carrying a a child. I was distraught. I remember my father, shout out to my dad, y'all. I remember my father sharing with me, um, you know, bread, I want you to pray for peace. And he qualified the peace that he wanted me to pray for. He said, I want you to pray for the peace, the kind of peace that'll have you at peace. When you should really be in pieces. Mm, I said, what? He said, I want you to pray for peace. The kind of peace that will have you experience in peace. When you should really be in pieces. And that resonated. When I think about that peace, that peace, I think about what it means to amidst. The difficult and the uncomfortable and the discomfort, feeling grounded. Um, when I think about that peace, mm, I think about what it means to, you know, maybe have experienced harm, um, but also experiencing clarity. This clarity, knowing and and understanding and embodying this critical consciousness that allows me to like step back and out, maybe even take a bird's eye view, this posture that allows me um that allows us the awareness around and release of that which we do not control, oh peace, it ain't mind, it ain't mine to solve to work to fix peace. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When sis asked that question, y'all, I shared that the more I've been able to take, particularly in conflict and in scenarios where I experience harm um, in community with other Black folks, the more I've been able to take a trauma-informed approach to understanding intra-group dynamic, the more I've been able to cope, the more I've been able to experience peace. Even in this season of transition, it can be real tempting to lean into, well, you know, what's wrong with them? And um, they just that way, and that's just how they are. I love it when Res Momenicum resma minicum is a somatic abolitionist clinical therapist does a lot around race-based trauma resma offers a gem to us trauma decontextualized in an individual looks like personality trauma decontextualized in a group looks like culture When I experience harm and community by other Black bodies, my posture is less of that's just how they are and what is wrong with them. And instead, what may have happened? In what ways are their unheld traumas being perhaps projected in our relationship and maybe in how they be? And they not even know. And... Mm, How do I hold myself accountable to embody in that level of awareness of how I show up? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I saw this Instagram post the other day, y'all, that was like, learn the difference between your intuition and spirit guiding you and your trauma misleading you. And I was, it resonated. I was like, "Mm, I think I may have even threw it in my story. Spirit. In my experience, right, spirit and intuition, even when things aren't pleasant, even when they are less than ideal, even when the scenario and given what you feel like it needs to be given, uh, spirit and intuition, I feel like promises peace. Trauma will have us in this constant posture of unease and worry and defense, questioning oneself. I am legit in real time, actively disrupting that for myself. Shout out to those with whom I am in loving community and my therapist. In my season of transition, I am mindful that there is 400 years plus of charge of harm in our bodies caused by the vertical trauma we've experienced at the hands of racism and white supremacy being in spaces where we are told that we don't belong are unworthy devalued told that there can only be one (laughs) that if unhealed unchecked unmetabolized Will absolutely end up being projected on others. Now, one of my sister homie friends, Tammy Jackson, hey Tammy, spoke some real truth to me, y'all. She like, she like, yeah, I'm with your your woo-woo, I'm with the trauma. Something like I felt something like loving accountability when she said, I get it. Trauma is real. And It is a gross negligence to be working in certain capacities, healers, change makers, leaders, DEI practitioners, and not be in therapy. Not be actively engaged in one's own healing. Sis, I think you wanted something. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. There's also a liberated love note out the deck. There's a liberated love note out the deck. And when I say deck, y'all, I'm talking about the Affirmation and Critical Reflections card deck uh, where it reads, I am mindful enough to recognize, oh, no, you know what? I'm not going to read that one. I think there is a better one. There is a better one. Here it is. I am loving, gracious, and invested in the growth of those with whom I am in community, and I will not internalize or own others' work as my own. They are not my work. Mm, it's given clarity, it is given peace. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the spirit of divine proclamation, provocation, petition, and in the spirit of me ending this episode, I'm going to conclude with an opportunity for us to, to touch on agree, touch and agree. Touch and agree, um, something like a something like a prayer, an affirmation. I am told right <laughs> by way of by way of uh, the Bible, that if two or more touch and agree, it is done, right? It is done. We're gonna close with an affirmation, a prayer. That offers us possibility for reimagining how we show up in community, in spaces where maybe we've experienced harm, in seasons of transition. Mm, A call for loving accountability. I'm going to ask y'all literally, and I'm going to pause in between so you can pray petition right along with me i'm telling y'all when two um and more when two or more uh, touch and agree I, it is done i mean we get a if i if i recall a good like 200 listeners a week so we can make magic it go a little something like this god and our ancestors grant us with the clarity, consciousness, and commitment to loving accountability to engage in the work that allows us to fully reimagine how we be in community with each other. We know these systems of oppression run deep and trauma is real. Still, we deserve to unlearn, heal, remember. And as our ancestor Bell Hooks calls for us to return to love, grant us with the fortitude and resilience that we're often forced to activate in harmful white spaces to work through this work, a beautiful work that invites us to retire the master's tools for our own divine toys, so we can truly reimagine different. <laughs> Amen, and ashe. I catch y'all next week.